Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, October 24, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have what's called a follow-through day after the flush and recovery day. That is a bullish signal for more upside activity in the market. Let's just lay that out on a table. They've recaptured the 200-day moving average on daily close. That was the last moving average line of defense before the market gets into the the rubber band has snapped and is now in a crash scenario. Where is that, by the way? Well, basically, it's pretty simple. We can either call it these lows here or yesterday's low. Either way, they start getting down there and part pushing below those numbers, below those prices, and the market can open up into a crash position for one of those capitulation type throw everything out with the bathwater situations. These things are rare events. They do happen. The market gets into the position where they can happen. They just don't happen that often. We had one during the pandemic. We had one in 2010. And then, of course, we had 2008. Those would be about the last three that I could remember might have missed one here or there. The flip side is a squeeze operation. What I mean by that is... Traders that were shorting at the lows, thinking that the market was going to crash, it typically does not pay off for those traders. Mrs. Market doesn't want you on board for those big moves. Her objective is to shake you off the bus. The shorts are getting shaken off the bus between yesterday and today. The next objective above current price is around 426, give or take. Inside the number members, live room members have the specific numbers. We have them each and every morning. Above there will be a real-time type of discussion for the inside the number members. Remember, we're looking at an on-time type of situation. If you don't know what that means, go back to the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, watch it through, and then go watch this video again and tell me if it makes sense. Back to the weekly chart just for a moment. Let's say you wake up to a gap down, whether it's on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in the wheelhouse where the market is teetering at this rubber band stretched place. Let's just say it happens. Outside chance, but it can happen. You'll see this number here, 40280. Might want to put that on a sticky note. It's close to a big fat round number of 400. There's a 200 period moving average down below, but that's the number I've come up with if that were to happen from current price, from around right now, like this week type stuff. Not saying it is going to happen. We're just saying if it does happen, watch a spike below 403 for the beginning of a support area. It's a long way down. People will be freaking out in the heat of the moment. Mark my words on that one. Nobody will want to have anything to do with the market in the heat of the moment down around SPY 400. Anybody make any money today inside the numbers? 
It certainly wasn't yesterday, and that's the first thing that we discussed when I got on the air this morning in the live room is, this isn't yesterday. This is a different kind of tape. You get a gap higher open, it's a different tape. Not to say there aren't trades, there were. Traders made money, but you take what Mrs. Market gives you each and every day. You don't, what's called in trader terms, impose your will on the market. Some days, she just gives you a whopper with cheese. Other days, she makes you work. Other days, you get a couple of base hits. Let's focus on the important stuff. Let's see if we had the numbers in our pocket from zero dark 30 this morning. So the overnight team was running upfield a little bit, creating the appearance of a follow-through day from Monday's flush and recovery. Let's say that continues. 422.85 to 423. There were two numbers, 15 cents apart. It became overhead resistance and our early bull pivot. Below, she can pull back. Above, there's another leg higher. That's what the bull pivot was today. While we're here, above, what opens the door? 424.45. In the live room today, we talked about a lot of different reasons why that area was important. Turned out to be correct. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity, SPY, five-minute chart. The horizontal blue line running across the screen is 422.85. That's our pivot. Above is bullish. For what? For another push higher to where? 424.45. Where'd they go? 424.45. That place was overhead resistance. Why? It was yesterday's high. Why is that important? Because the market told us it's important by virtue of making the high there yesterday. It was also, and for those of you inside the numbers and in the live room, we talked about it today in the live room, yesterday, pardon me, last week, that number, 424.50, was the gateway to the lows. If they stayed above, she was okay. If they got below, she wasn't. They got below, she went to the lows and lower. That was the gateway. Today, it was a test from the underside of the same place. It's an important place. It's where the market broke down last week. She went back to run a test of what? The most recent breakdown area. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. It's all in here. What happens on the way down? What happens when she gets below the pivot? Again, this is all before the opening bell. Getting below the pivot opens the door for what? A shakeout operation down to 421.05 or lower. How you doing? They reach the number on the downside, come up short of the gap. They went in between. The gap was down here. My number's up here. They go halfway home, turn around, go back up in the other direction, right back to the pivot and higher. It pays to know your numbers. May not seem like much after the fact on a five-minute chart, but I can tell you if you're trading this market intraday and you don't have these numbers, you are not doing very well. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. It's all in here, all morning long, each and every number, the commentary alike. How about stocks on the move? Had a little bit of a list today. We had DHR. We had HCA hit their entry objectives. The other ones did not. They're off the board. They're no trades. We'll have plenty more tomorrow morning. Are you reading on the docket? This is a little intermission on the docket. 
www.mystrategicforecast.com. Go there, sign up for the newsletter if you don't already get it. Pre-game warm-up routine, thinking pictures each and every day. We'll have a different chart. Today was Bitcoin with some upside targets if they get past current resistance. Next section, we'll talk about something in the economics realm. Psych ward, trading psychology, emotional side of trading, all that stuff. Going to give you some anecdotes each and every day. What are some members saying? This is some of the sections. There's a couple more that we'll swap out over time. Like a tinfoil hat section, just didn't have anything in there this morning. Read on the docket. There's good stuff in here each and every day. It'll take you about five minutes to read it. How about Danaher from Stocks on the Move? You can see what happened here. They opened below the first number, right on the second number, 193.94, right off the list. Had a big rocket ride away from it. Look at the high in this candle. How about 202.98, really within minutes of the opening bell? I mean, this is at 10.15. 45 minutes, you get a rip-roaring rocket ride higher. We had some participation in the room today, inside the numbers. Good participation from inside the numbers. How about HCA? Opened above the number, 218 and a quarter was the number. They come in, spike it, turn around, rocket ride back in the other direction. Where have you heard that before? Nice trade. The numbers work. What about the IWM? Did they complete the head and shoulders target? They got close enough within pennies. That's fine. We're going to keep that as a completion in concept. Doesn't mean it can't go lower, but from a head and shoulders officially complete perspective, we're going to call it complete yesterday. A little bit of a bounce up today. End of the day, it was on par with the S&P, up about 8, 9 tenths of 1%. It's a bounce in a downtrend for now. Not that big of a bounce either. Remember the monthly chart. Well, this is a daily chart head and shoulders completion number down there at around 164. This pattern has a lot lower to go if it plays out. This is a bearish wedgish kind of thing so we go like this it's a channel there's the upper part there's the lower part of the channel if i could draw this incorrectly and what you have is the channel breaking to the downside and if this plays out market symmetry takes any kind of role here you got a lot lower coming in the iwm but this is a monthly chart it could take a long time they can also rally back to run a test of the underside of the channel that they broke through also a lot higher than current price today so in real time like a daily chart or an intraday chart that's going to look like some rally underway yet on a monthly chart it may be just running a back test of the lower portion of the channel that they just broke this is a monthly chart you can't trade too effectively off a monthly chart but it's good practice to understand where the big picture of the market really is from a daily chart perspective the underside of that channel if they bounce back is all the way up here at like 174 remember 174 important number well yeah it's still going to be something of importance if they rally back into that area 174 is a big time number know thy numbers what about the folks down at the transportation department pete Buttigieg's crew pistol pete 14,061 is a target. They haven't got there yet. It's not mandatory they get there, but they're still headed in the downward or lower direction. No bounce today. Finished flat on the day. 
Canary in the coal mine, second favorite market leading indicator. Until the transports turn around, you're unlikely to get big time participation across the markets. Now that could resolve itself at any point in time. They could turn around tomorrow morning. We don't know. I'm saying I think they have to get to 14061 before the turnaround begins to take place. That's my take. If you're wondering what that looks like on the IYT, which is the exchange-traded fund that mirrors the transports, it doesn't mirror the transports. The index looks different from the IYT chart. That's why I use the index night after night after night. But if you want a number, I'm not saying it's the same 14061 or so on the transports. What I'm saying is I did the work on the IYT and it's 217.50. Should get a bounce should get a bottom at 217.50 unless the whole thing is unraveling and the rubber band broke. What about the Q people? A little touch of relative strength in the Qs today. We have important tech earnings, Microsoft, Google. Speaking of which, here's Microsoft and here's the after hours activity after the earnings announcement today. So this can't be a negative for Mrs. Market, Microsoft, Headed higher. We don't know where it's going to end up by 9.30 a.m. tomorrow, but right now at face value, headed higher, market likes whatever they reported. Cancels out. Google, on the other hand, getting handed a shit burger. Those were two of the biggins, but there's more after the market today and tomorrow morning before the opening bell. Same position as the SPY. They start taking out yesterday's low, the 200-day moving average is going to come into view, may or may not happen all at once, but nevertheless, this is the rubber band place. Lows, a bounce. Revisit the lows, break the lows, can't recapture the lows, the trap door begins to open. Weekly chart of the Qs, not terrible, above three out of the four moving averages, the 20 is the fastest one, they can recapture that at any point in time and it's not that far away. So technically speaking, from a weekly chart perspective, this is in an uptrend. How about a monthly chart? This is a pullback in an uptrend. The other side of that is you have lower highs. High, and then you have a lower high. That's a negative. But what happens if they go sideways for a few months? Could they be building energy to make another push higher to challenge the former highs? That is a possibility. The other side of that is... Can they come back to run a test of the 20-period moving average or what? Home base on the monthly chart that would not be out of the ordinary. It's garden variety market behavior. Call it 321, 322. Let's see what that looks like on a shorter-term chart. 321, 322 is all the way down here. That's a trapdoor, flash crash type of situation if it happens all at once. Nevertheless, the monthly chart that's the 20 period moving average. All a matter of perspective, depending on what time frame you're looking at. How about the XLF? Little tiny bounce in a downtrend, up 22 cents. Not a big deal one way or the other. What are they trying to do? They're trying to recapture these lows. What's that low? 32.21. We had it yesterday. 32.21. Where are they closed today? Closing print. 3222. Any accidents or coincidences? No. This doesn't mean it's bullish up to 35 bucks. 
This means they know about that number. They know how important it is. If they can recapture it, the bulls can get something cooking up to 33 bucks. Might as well look at the KRE today. And the reason is, I look at it every day, but we don't talk about it in these videos. But the reason is, it's a subset of the financial sector. It's the regional banking sector. The regional banking sector is where the smoke and the fire were earlier this year. There's still smoke. There's still smoldering going on. The higher rates go, the tougher they are to maintain capital ratios. They have bonds on their balance sheet that lose paper value. They have to book losses if they have to sell bonds, but they have to also depict where the capital ratios are. They struggle when interest rates rise. They're holding bonds. They don't have what the wirehouses or big-time banks have, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, and some others. They don't have the type of capital. They're teetering. Don't look for the next crisis to be where the last crisis was. However, it's paying to watch the KRE just for clues. Another subset in the financial sector is the broker-dealers. Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, UBS, and others. Below all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until your shit gets hoisted out the window. Teetering on a weekly chart basis, the 100-period moving average. The weekly chart close will be important. Same thing goes, still in an on-time type of situation. We look for anomalies. We look for divergences Knowing that the divergences will resolve themselves, the question here is, will the banks pull themselves back up, and namely the XBD, the regional banks, or are they going to pull the market back down, and this is just another bounce in a downtrend trying to suck in some long players? We don't know the answer yet. That's why we take it one day at a time, one candlestick at a time. About Smash Mouth, up over 1%. Bounce in a downtrend. They have to recapture at least one or two of those moving averages to get anything cooking. Otherwise, it's just a bounce in a downtrend. Same rules apply on the downside. This low here, this low here. They're not exactly the same. They're close enough. Guess what? You give up those lows and the 200 period moving average is not necessarily support. They came too close. It's lower. If the trap door opens... You're looking at a spike below 132 in Smash Mouth. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. 132 or lower. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of common sense market analysis.